Strawberry, and you listen to the Daniel Baldwin Show. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? Jim Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. A woman on the radio talks about revolution when it's already passed by. It's the Daniel Baldwin show without a Daniel Baldwin. He's somewhere. Pat's here. Hey, Pat. Let's go, Philly. <laughs> Polly on the board. Hi, Polly. Hi, how are you? I, I, you know, I'm fantastic. I uh, was going to go home early today and. Uh, Instead, I stayed, and I'm glad I did because we're missing the host of the Daniel Walden Show right near, now here on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Of course, you guys can get involved. 288 0644. Wow, look who it is. <laughs> Josh, Josh did your. <laughs> I, even, I even did a little. Glad you can make it. Glad you can make it, Dan. Well, I know. Thanks for showing up. I was talking to celebrity guys. Uh, yeah, I missed three guests for Pat today. Two eight eight zero six four four is the text line, and then the phones are always open. Four three seven seven six forty four. That's for ESPN forty four. Daniel Baldwin. Ladies and gentlemen, there it is. Welcome to the big show. It can't start without me doing some verbal diatribe. Uh, Let's get right down to and let's lay the groundwork for Pat uh, about Larry Dickman. We have a Larry Dickman problem again today. You need to swing over. The people need to see. I move the camera. They can see him. They can see him. All right. Yeah, you're good at that. I don't want to get you too close to me because I got the sniffles there. (laughs) Oh, you do. You got some tundra thing happening. No, it's just a little sniffle. Open mouth. What do you got? Open mouth. Yeah, it's a little mad cow. It's all right. right, A little mad cow. She looked clean. Yeah, thank you. She was young. Well, not young, but she was young. All right. All right. So Larry Dickman, and there is a definite parallel with snow. To the days that Joe Salzone does not come to work. Yeah, yeah. So, so can we can we talk about today's? Uh, he's in a ditch. Is there apparently a confirmation? He, his claim was he was in a ditch and he's at a car dealership getting his car fixed. He's home now. I got an update uh, from him. But no picture. Like if you, it, it's 2018. If your car goes in a ditch, you're tweeting that out, right? By you're the, taking by a the picture. Way, we, we need to activate the Find My Phone app with this <laughs> right, guy. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I've put some things out. You know, some feelers out. Uh, you know, we didn't know Josh. Josh, by the way, Lynn, jo- Josh, ladies and gentlemen, hey. sucked it up. He was down just an hour and a half ago. <laughs> he was full on snoring in, in the office. I was out on the he couch. He sucked it up. He did not go home. Feeling fantastic. He's a man. He's a man on the Super Bowl show, the playing big hurt. game. He's playing hurt. He is. He's playing hurt. There he's no go. Geno Thorpe. He's not packing it in. It's a pro over here. That is that is pro. You don't want to see him right now, but that, that <laughs> no. is definitely a pro. I'm not. Don't look at me. So is Larry living a double life? Is there a possibility that there's something totally different going on here? You think he's got a girlfriend, maybe? No, no, but I think he's probably got like another job somewhere he's got to go to. <laughs> bingo, bingo. I, I thought, You're getting closer to what I heard. I heard. Oh, really? See, I was I thinking, I know he's got another job, but I was thinking he had a girlfriend now, and so now he's, she's got the day off, and so he's all of a sudden in a ditch. <laughs> That's a terrible way to describe what you're doing with a girlfriend. <laughs> I didn't know. Ter- her, I didn't know her name was Ditch. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a ditch. My sources, and this is rumored. I want to make sure that we are very, very clear that this is just rumored, but that Larry Dickman is a male exotic dancer. Oh, that, yeah, that's a fact. That, 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 this is what I'm hearing. I'm hearing it's an old gay review, but Ooh. I'm hearing, but I'm hearing yeah. that Larry Dickman 
is a male exotic dancer. Yeah, I believe that. Digest that, ladies and gentlemen. Let me know when you're done throwing up. <laughs> Filet mignon is what we call them, I believe. <laughs> oh. Ladies and gentlemen, do you have a so what ready? No, I was going to do this. because. What are you going to do? Tell me. I feel this way about Joe Salzone on this show. In his He's whole dead? career? You're saying you're saluting him and he's, you're walking him off. You're walking him off the great Daniel Baldwin show? Taps is strong. Uh, it's up to, it's Taps up, is it's strong. It's Taps a, is strong. It's Michael. Up, Michael. It's, wow. up, it's up to Daniel, but have we seen... I mean, we live you know, in Syracuse, and it's snowing. It, I, 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 Three strikes. I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a former Long Island, 28 years in Malibu, California. I talked my Boca Raton wife into moving to here, and I drive... Maybe second to Josh or pretty close even. You drive further than I do. I, I drive for, uh, yeah, I drive from Cleveland, New York to get here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought this was the Patriots theme song. For oh, 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 I couldn't let that go. Very strong. That was too easy. Very, very strong. Uh, you know, I wanted to talk about... So you want to you do uh, So What later? It's up to... I mean, we can do it now. I want to do a little So What. Larry Dickman's career. You know the game So, so what, what, right? So What. All right. So we're going to do Larry Dickman's career. Yes, so what? <laughs> That's a so what immediately. That's a foregone conclusion. All right. Tom Brady's rookie card sold for $250,000 so on eBay <laughs> Thursday, shattering the record for the highest price Brady card collectible. Uh, the second highest card uh, was only $100,000. So $250,000 for a 1 in 100 Brady card. So we now know that Giselle is quarter of a million dollars poor. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's so, yeah, that's yeah. so what, please. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what? Yeah. so what? Who cares? Tom who? Would you spend that much on, on memorabilia? I wouldn't spend that much on anything. If you told me they were the gloves Ali beat Frazier, you know, you, something that was crazy. This is the helmet Namath when he, you know, won. Something that's just monumental. Or I'd say, for me, uh, world heavyweight uh, uh, memorabilia, you know what? You know what, we're, we're, we're going to segue right into a very special presentation for Pat Sheridan, our, our Philadelphia expert, but we're going to get to that in a minute. Yeah, no, it, I can't imagine, you know, paying that kind of money. But, but I mean, these are subjective things. I was once with Charlie Sheen at a bar, and we were, we were online to get into a bar, and we were with this, this very handsome uh, African-American guy that she knew, and all I knew was he was Prince... You know, I'm going to make up the name Malik, you know, or something, right? And so this guy has the two Mac-10 fully automatic machine guns under the long coats. He's the prince of, like, Nigeria or some crap. Yeah. His father's the king. And so they won't, they, they're like, hey, can you guys just wait a minute? It's really packed. Well, now, I'm with Charlie Sheen, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, forget about who I am. I'm nothing, you know, compared to where he was, especially at the time. And I'm with this guy who's the prince of Nigeria. And he turns around and looks at me and goes, we wait for table, no. We no wait for table, we wait for table, no. Now! And so the two guys stepped forward and everything, and I'm like, oh, this guy's the real deal. He's not going to wait for the table. So, I mean, it was five minutes. The next day, he went down and bought the building for $57 million just to kick them out of the building. Oh! And he, he, bought, he wrote a check and bought the building and kicked the bar out and said, you no, you no longer come. No, no, me no wait. Wow. Me no wait, you're gone. <laughs> The true, he, the true he, definition of fu money. That is fu money. That's he, fu money. And he kicked them out because he was pissed. They made us wait like eight minutes. That's amazing. Blew him out. I want to have a day like that where I just like go, you know, buy the building my ex lives in so I can kick it out. <laughs> you know, that's what I want to do. I hear you. Oklahoma City Thunder star Russell Westbrook shoved a fan last night who came on the court and got in his face after the game last night. Good. If they get in your face and there's a brush or they touch you in any way. You should be able to protect yourself. For know sure. your role, know your boundaries. Yeah, no doubt.
No doubt. I, I, I think agree. That, yeah, Did I, you? I, well, I would throw the basketball at somebody in the stands. I don't care. By the way, Josh yep. was the one that called when all the speculation about a $23 million home being bought by LeBron. Is this the early segue? He's on his way to L.A. It's a foregone conclusion. And then they trade Blake Griffin, and Josh was the only astute one to turn around and went, hey, man, he could play for the Clippers. And I went, oh, that's in L.A. too. Now, did you hear this, the story this morning? No, what happened? Is there a possibility that LeBron James goes to Golden State, which what? is also in California, and plays alongside Curry and Durant? That team he would says be... says it's nonsense. He, he said that just a little while ago that that's nonsense. They have live, live his voice. By the way, by just a little while ago, we mean during the intro when you weren't here. Right. They yeah. actually, they actually yeah. said that. Yeah, that's not in my contract that I have to be in here with you people during oh, that part. Right, thank you. Um, we got Steve on the phone. Steve, you're on. You're in the middle of a so what? Well, I'm, I'm sorry to have interrupted you, but uh, the subject of Jim Beheim's Internet Movie Database page came up on his show last night. Yes, it did. And if you, uh, if you go to uh, his bio page, it says, quote, he is an actor known for He Got Game, Blue Chips, and Lazarus. And Jim said he'd never heard of Lazarus. <laughs> but Lazarus is a link, if you click on it, you you get a page that contains no information about it other than it's uh, categorized as in development. But there is a movie poster on there uh, that you click on and you, you can read it. It does show a, a basketball uh, uh, hoop. Uh, and uh, it's got three names on it. The, the uh, producer is Barry Navidi. The uh, director is Salvatore Di Constanzo, and the lead actor is Andy Davoli. And Andy I wonder Andy Davoli's a local. Ever heard of these guys? Yes. And if anything is going to come of this, maybe they haven't contacted Jim about appearing in this movie yet. Well, you know, they, they usually you, will not um, use someone's likeness or name unless they've gotten what's called a letter of intent, which is really kind of a vanilla thing to do. I've signed many of them. And all it means is, subject to good faith negotiations and availability, I am attaching my name to the script, which is a way for them, a tool to say, me, my brother Alec, my brother Billy all say, we're interested. But now once you get the money, if I'm available and you can pay what I negotiate with you as my fee, I then will then do the movie. So it really does not obligate you to do the film. Um, Andy Davoli. Uh, is uh, uh, a local kid who started his acting career some years ago. I know the family because his dad... Um, an attorney. Uh, was, was, was an attorney. Went to he's, high school with him. Yeah, he's passed his dad. Yes. Uh, but did a lot of work with my mom's uh, breast cancer research fund. So maybe this is something, uh, a labor of love that Andy and, and some local people... About. I will say this, though. If they ever do a movie about Beheim, if they do it fast enough... I'm right at that age now where I could play him when he went on his hottest run. I would love to play Jim Beheim. <laughs> That'd be an honor. honor. Yeah, and Beheim be told Gomez, who does the show with him afterwards, that he thinks he remembers being interviewed for this movie, Lazarus. Right. I think it's going to be something where he was just like was in his office and he got, he got asked questions, which happens a million times a day with Beheim. So he yeah, probably yeah. didn't really rob. He tells Gino Thorpe to hit the road. Yeah, something like Hello. that. I think it was one of those one-on-ones. Finally, I got to get this one in really quick. The mayor of... Farmington uh, says that Davis High School Board should consider changing their name from the Phoenixes because the Phoenix plural is Phoenixes. And it sounds <laughs> too much. And there's like some slurring issues at that school. <laughs> right. Yeah. So the Phoenixes. 
He's offensive. Him, he wants them to change their name. Is that even true? Are, are, they, from the state of, are they from the state of Arablonia? <laughs> Phoenixes. Go hard. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I'm yeah. from Phoenix, New York. I've never heard Phoenixes. <laughs> I, like, um, Phoenix is like the plural of Phoenix. You right? obviously like, aren't paying attention to what people are saying. Oh, about how you. dare you. How dare you. Both fat Phoenixes. All right. So, so do we, should we go to a quick, before we go to break, are we going back from break, before we present... Pat Sheridan, yeah, with the Philadelphia Eagles fan of destiny. Yeah, award. we will uh, present it after we come back. So we'll after we come back, in. let's go. We're presenting him with the cleats that Donovan McNabb threw up on. Those are the lower, uh... <laughs> we, are, we are not presenting him with that. I'm going to tell you the story. All right, I'm going to tell you the story when we come back from this break. All right, this is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. Hey now, and it's the Big Friday show before the Super Bowl. Philadelphia down on the ground. Philadelphia. Versus New England, Brady against Foles, offense against defense. Pat, why is the Philadelphia Eagles, why are they going to win this game? Exactly what we've been seeing all year from these guys. I think that they're the best team. I think they're the best defense, best offense, best special teams. And these guys are playing with heart right now. I mean, heart and guts. So uh, I like these guys all day long. My breakdown of it, honestly, and, and, and after watching them absolutely hammer Minnesota, is that it does come down to the defense. I think that Philadelphia's defense is so much better than New England's that it is going to be. Um, I, I don't see Brady. He's going to get his. He's going to. You're not going to stop this guy from getting those checkoffs to Amendola, but but containing that and not beating them deep. He's certainly not a running threat. Um, I, I and if he does step out of that pocket against Philadelphia, he's going to get hurt. I mean, they they they, they are going to hurt him. So um, I'm going to give a Nostradamus quatrain prediction in our last segment. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Philadelphia is going to do it. Now, Now, something you need to know about Pat and I, we meet through Jim Kelly. Right. And, uh, and, and we're very, very big Buffalo fans, too. Um, Pat and I go up to his golf tournament every year, and we become friends, and then I move here. Now, Pat has one of the greatest man caves of all time. You know I've I mean? heard. He's got the fra- you know, the beautifully framed in glass from you know, from guys we hate like Brady, but but le- <laughs> legends legends of the game. So as I'm looking through and knowing that it's a Philly based Mike Schmidt, mm-hmm. so on and so forth, I see he doesn't have a Julius serving. So I call the doctor and I get a jersey signed and I give it to Pat. And Pat puts it up and then I realized you know, as I as I'm and if I'm a diehard Philly kid, which remember too, being a giant New York kid, we hate Philly. Mm-hmm. You know, we hate them, but I love Pat. So I get him Bobby Clark with with the you know oh, all the members with all the stats, all the stats, stats on it, blah, blah blah. But as I look at this game coming, and I think about what it's going to take to win this game, and my prediction of why Philadelphia is going to win the game, it dawned on me that you do not have the jersey that resembles the greatest defensive player to ever play for the Philadelphia Eagles and still considered the hardest hitter in the history of the NFL. And so, with that in mind, Come I made on. sure for the Wall of Fame that I went online and purchased a Chuck Bednarik signed autographed jersey by Chuck Outstanding. to go on the greatest defensive player in Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles history and you are now the proud owner for the Wolf. <laughs> Look, Mom. Look at this. And so for Pat Sheridan, my friend, to go on the Wall of Fame where as he sees fit is now the Chuck Bagneric. That brings home any doubt of my prediction. It puts the karma where it needs to be at the man cave. 
Bednarik represents, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, that is strong. And before that bad boy gets framed, it will be worn on Sunday. Yes, it, it, I, I, I believe I want to see a picture of that. I believe I want to see a picture of that. <laughs> it may never make it to the frame. <laughs> so you, on the other hand, um, you know, and, and I get it, How so many people have said, how do you bet against? Yeah. How do you bet against this guy? And you won't. You're saying you think it's New England. I, I wouldn't bet on the now, game. Now, he's across the table. You don't really have to worry. <laughs> no, I, no. There's I, a taser involved. <laughs> it's not the fact that I don't think Philadelphia can win. I just could not bet against New England to win this game. Who do you want to win the game? Careful. Uh, no, that's okay. Who I would want? like to see Philadelphia win because they, they've never won before. So that would be the reason I would want them to win, but... Really, I, I'm a very boring sports fan, and I'll watch the game just for the game and not care who wins either way. But not having something to, to cheer for during the game and get upset and scream at the screen, about, doesn't that become, you know, isn't that a little mundane? No, I'm a Steelers fan. I root for the Steelers. and Okay, the, well, next year's coming, so don't worry yeah, about that. But we're talking that. About- I'm a Sixers <laughs> fan, so I don't know what it's like to cheer for anybody on that, and the Padres suck, so... I just used to watching games for the hell of it. You, you talking know? about practice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you a Sixers fan? Because you're from. I, I am a Sixers fan. It's probably my third favorite sport in Philadelphia, and the process is taking just a little yeah. too long. Yeah, I was going to ask you if yeah. you trust the process. Well, well, you know, you know, they look at um, um, the the marketability, and it's funny because I have a segment that I've written on here on the impact of having one of these major events in your city. You know, and I know from uh, the Olympics has, you know, even a Winter Olympics has a major impact tourism wise and, and they build and everything. The problem with it, can they sustain the construction and the growth that they do in preparation? So I take a look at in the United States at Park City, Utah, and they built all these different ski things and all anyone that owned land there put up six bedroom condos, you know, and all these different units and stuff. Years later, it was a garage sale. You could Barely. buy one of these things for nothing. You know, what I mean, so so they couldn't sustain it. Now, when you start going to Lil Hammer, you know, like some of these mm. places, even in New York State, you know, Lake Placid, is Lake Placid anything in a conversation? Do people really seriously sit there and say, "I'm going on vacation to Lake Placid"? They had the Olympics there. I don't think they say that anymore. They don't. They don't. So you know, um, but but in as far as the Super Bowl is concerned, are we going to get a Joshi? I have a prediction, and I'm afraid to say it in front of. This gigantic pat next to me, but uh, I, I think it's like Paulie said. You don't bet against Tom Brady. More importantly, I don't bet against Bill Belichick. The guy is a psycho in some weird way. My prediction is a little more specific. Where I think I think I've heard this prediction about the front running Philly in the first half. I think the first half they're up seventeen three. They go into the they go into the half seventeen three. Philly fans are ecstatic. They're like, we got this. It's in the bag. Belichick does some of his whatever mind tricks that he does where he notices something and he's got a board and he's writing all the things out. He figures it all out and then they come ahead and pull it out at the end. So you're pretty the end of the fourth quarter comeback for Tom Terrific. I really am. You know, I think, and it breaks my heart. I want Philly to win because I like Pat and I like I don't like Tom Brady. Four men enter, three men leave. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the name of the show right oh, now. Right? No. Well, well, you know, uh, I've said this before. And, 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 and I mean this, usually uh, this uh, analogy is used um, in baseball. And so a guy gets up, and I've said this before to Josh, I don't know if Paulie's been in the room when I said it, and they say, well, he's on an 0 for 15 you know, uh, run right now. He's due for a hit. And I always go, well, that's the most stupid thing I've ever heard in my life because, no, the guy that's 6 for 9, he's, he's due, due for, for a hit. hit. He's hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's hitting the ball really, really well. So, 
But the but but the reverse will be the factor here. If you get in a Super Bowl and you know, ask a guy like Dan Marino who got in in his second year and then he turned around and never saw a Super Bowl again against San Francisco and he lost, I believe it was eighty three or four. Um, so you can't go in and continue to straddle that high wire like that and balance yourself and leave it up to the last couple plays in the fourth quarter and expect to win. Um, I don't. I don't think that um, he wins the Super Bowl this year. I think that uh, that Philadelphia's got his number. I and, hope you're right. I really and, do. And I'm going to tell you why after this break. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll have our uh, celebrity guest is going to be on the phone, of course, Some and uh, celebrity yeah. guest at three thirty. We'll come back and do that. And uh, the delightful Pat can try to guess who it is, since I'm kind of privy already to yes. know me. Yes, Pat's All playing in. celebrity mystery guest. All guests. in. Pat is playing celebrity mystery guests uh, coming up right after these spots here on ESPN Radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. Hey now! So I understand that our mystery guest is on the line. Mystery guest, are you there? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He's going to cross something away. With Wilfred Vaughn nerd voice. I love it. All right. Pat Sheridan, you are on with a mystery guest. What do you say we give him? You want to give him five questions? Sure. Yeah, We're going to give him five questions to try to determine who our mystery guest is. Pat, you may start. Are you a professional football player? No. What, what was that? No. 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 Well, that includes, have you ever played professional football? Yes. Hmm. Did you play for the Philadelphia Eagles? No. <laughs> this I love the voice. This voice is awesome. <laughs> Are you also a ventriloquist? <laughs> Did you play for the Patriots? That's, that's three questions. No. Did you play for the Patriots? The third no. question, no. Oof. So now we no. know. Now, now we know. Well, I'm not even going to give him a hint. I'm not going to tell him how to play. <laughs> Three. You got two left. Did he? Where'd you go to college? No, you can't do that. That's not happening. This voice is killing me. <laughs> you can go ahead and guess what are, of the $700 are, are, are you a Muppet? <laughs> <laughs> With that voice. Um, yeah, dead air, babe. Come up with the you blank? Are you I'm, tapping out now? I'm tapping out with three, man. Okay, well, three. well, well I'm, three, I'm uh, Okay, so I'm going to give you a hint. I'm going to give you a hint with okay. two more questions left. Done. We know him from the Kelly. Oh. Ooh. Now it narrows Whoa. the field to about 50 Whoa. of the 10,000. Did you play for the Pittsburgh Steelers? No. Oh, what, what? He's, oh, he's, he's got to guess who it is. Can I give him a hint reach. for his final question? Negative. You're, oh, I can't give him a hint? <laughs> <laughs> no, because you might give him something really obvious. No, go ahead, Josh. Go ahead, Josh. Give him the hint. I was just, no, I, I was going to say you have a similar haircut. Okay, that works. Well, that's wow. really, that, wow. that, that, that just shot it down. Uh, that, he doesn't get it now, and I'm calling him out. I'm six foot four, 275 pounds, and maintain a p- consistent panda bear shape. Consistent panda. <laughs> I could give him a hint that would end it. Yeah, go do ahead. It. Just do it. Go. All right, you bow out. You tap no, out. I don't bow out. I get one more question. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Well, you got to guess who it is now. This is it. Bill Goldberg. Bill Goldberg. He gets it. I told you. 
I told you when you said the haircut, you're giving it away. You gotta guess Ladies and gentlemen, legendary NFL football player. And one of the throw that voice away. I told him, I said, do not call with that voice of yours. You're going to say one word, he's going to know who it is. Bill Goldberg. I would have got it a second. Well done. What's going on, Bill? Oh, man, just plotting and. Hey, happy 50th birthday, by the way. Thank you very much, Bill. Appreciate it. So, got it, man. so we got we got we got the big one coming up on Sunday. You got any preference? What? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a you have a preference in the Super Bowl? Oh, uh, you know, I played against both of them, um, <clears throat> and therefore I feel like they're an enemy. But I can't really bet against. Against the goat, you know, but I mean, it, hey, man, I just want to see a good game. At the end of the day, uh, as a former NFL player and a guy who still watches, I just want to see a competitive game, man. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see a good game. I think it would be good for the game, honestly, to see Philadelphia win the game, just because they've never done it. And you know, I mean, it, 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 predicting that Tom Brady in New England is going to win is like predicting the sun's going to come up. For God's sake, it's becoming. All I can know. say is Runyon ended my career, so I can't. I can't go with the Eagles. It's a personal vendetta. Against <laughs> yeah, I got that down. Um, um, so, hey, we hear. I mean, obviously, you know, um, um, we know your prowess and your your NFL career in Atlanta and. And uh, but XFL is being announced that it's making a comeback, and of course, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time being on the other end of the phone. I got to ask you, what do you think about that, Bill? I don't know his. I don't know his angle. Uh, uh, you know, is there? Is it the time and the place for it? It could be. It could be the opportune time. But it's just you know, at the end of the day, it's all about the storyline. I don't know where he's going with it. He wants to repeat what he did back in the day. Obviously, you know, he's a smart businessman and he'll capitalize on his mistakes and hopefully make it, you know, 2.0 bigger and better. But I think there's a place for it if it's done right. I think so, too. Is there, would there ever be a chance that you would be involved in that from maybe from, uh, you know, from your experience as a player? Would you coach one of these teams? You know, I haven't even thought about that. I, I would be honored and privileged to further the career of anybody seeking to, you know, be the best in the NFL or, or playing, playing professional football. I mean, it was a love of mine, and it's one that I'll wear with me and be a, a meathead defensive lineman, nose guard, defensive end to the day that I die. So um, I, I, I would definitely have to seriously consider an offer like that. It would be, that'd be different. That'd be, that'd be for sure. Well, you, I mean, you're one of the guys. I mean, I mean, well, no, you're not one of you're the guy, the guy. When you turn around and you say, "Hey, he made the transition from one professional sport to another professional sport," and 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 this is, uh, you know, really a combination of both. You would, I would think, you'd be one of the prime candidates to step in with your knowledge from playing in college and you're playing in the NFL. Uh, I can't imagine how you're not in that conversation. So. I just well, I, I greatly appreciate that, man. You know, at the end of the day, what's good and what's what's good about Vince is that he likes to swerve people. So even the most obvious ideas at times can be met with, you know, a different direction, different storyline, and who knows? I, I mean, I, like I said, I don't know what he has up his sleeve with this one, but 
um, hopefully it succeeds, man. It gives more guys, you know, like me, the uh, further opportunity to extend their game. If they allow golf shirts with no sleeves on the sidelines, then Bill's in. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, we've, uh, seen, we've seen <laughs> we've seen this. Uh, this run now, and I don't think uh, we're, they're talking about the Golden Boy is going to step in now, and he's going to fight somebody from from uh, um, the MMA, you know, group. And and we saw what happened with uh, our Irish friend who got his face beat in uh, by Floyd. Uh, so so is there going to be a time when we see these guys box a wrestler? Is that ever is, is that come out t- to your knowledge? Because it seems like the logical progression of it to me. Well, look at look at Antonio Inoki and Muhammad Ali. That was a boxer against a wrestler. Right, right, um, right. He was the, he was I, the guy who laid on his back of, and kicked yeah, at Ali. At, yeah. at the end of the day, um, it's you know you're in the business. It's what people want to see and what people are willing to pay to see. If it's you know that's what I like used to like about Pride uh, fighting over in Japan. Uh, they were a cross promotion with a wrestling company that I was employed with. And I attended a number of their events and co-commentated a couple of them. It was the sheer spectacle of the event that drew people to it. Um, whether it was ridiculous or not, at some point, it was still something that people were willing to, to put money down on and take a chance, you know, because they wanted to be part of, of that occurrence. You know, if it's the Floyd Mayweather uh, McGregor fight and people want to watch it and, and shell out a hundred bucks because they don't want to tell people that they didn't, uh, I mean, then you know that's a that's a portion of a pay per view that's willing to put money in the promoter and or the fighter's pocket that wasn't there back in the day. And there's a lot to be said for that. So, you know, the the intrigue of you know, pitting two professionals in different sports against each other will always be there. It's it's that, you know, this is the time and the place for the generation, the me generation, the hey, look at me generation, uh, to be front and center. So a, a sport like that, an event like that, I think would be would be well received. And we just saw it with Connor, you know, with McGregor and, and Mayweather. Well, when they start throwing that kind of money, you know, you, you, you I'm seeing guys that are, you know, 48 years old now saying to themselves, you know what, I'll get in the ring with that guy, you know, because when you start mixing, the difference is if you were to take a boxer, and I mean, I think you and more than Pat and I, but Pat and I, who are both high level high school and college wrestlers, will be able to say, there isn't a boxer, a heavyweight boxer I've ever met in my life if I was allowed to tie him up and take him down that I wouldn't, including Muhammad Ali, I would beat his ass. I would have beat his ass if I was allowed to grab him and wrestle him. So, you know, I can't imagine uh, what it must be like for them to have to fight under the Marcus of Queensbury rules. What would happen if the next day they had to go back in there and wrestle the guy or had to go back in there and MMA? So you're never going to see a boxer, I don't believe, that's going to decide he wants to do mixed martial arts, you know, or or one of these other venues. He'll box the guy, in which case he has the advantage. And and, and I don't know of, and I think Colin's a pretty tough guy for his way. You know, but he was obviously. I, I think he could have knocked him out three rounds before that if he really oh, he wanted was, to. He was, he, he was it was a show. He was carried by him. Yeah. I mean, th- let's be perfectly honest. I mean, it, it, Floyd's a Floyd's a businessman. 
the promoters knew it all all along. You, you know, if you're skilled, if you're a guy like Floyd and you are skilled at a profession for your entire life, and you get a guy, whether he is a great athlete and can adapt or not, and, uh, and that learns the craft over a three-year, five-year, six-year, eight-year period of time, it doesn't compare. You know that. Yeah. It no, doesn't yeah. compare by any means. Listen, I but saw people are willing to pay to see it, because right? Because people don't know because the, the the respective viewers aren't skilled in that discipline enough to know that it's it's a farce. Yeah, I told the story. I, I hosted a, uh, a a Showtime boxing event recently in San Antonio, and I told a story in the press that I got I got some heat for, but I'll tell it again because I don't really care. So Billy and I are in the uh, are, are in Vegas for the Botha. Tyson fight, and I know Mike. And so <laughs> yep. I, I uh, when Mike was incarcerated, his favorite show was Homicide Life on the Street. So Richard Belson and I were sending him advance um, um, tapings of the show so he could watch with his friends before it even aired. And so I became, through him going to jail, friends with, with Mike. So we're in his locker room before the match. And Tyson turns around and I go, Mike, what do you think, man? Are you going to get this guy? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty naive to all of it. I, he's Mike Tyson. I figure he's going to knock out both of them. Both was a, a high-ranked, and he was a European champ and so on and so forth. He goes, well, I think the smart money's on, on the fifth round. And I turned around and looked at him. I said, I'm sorry? And Billy goes, he said the smart money's on the fifth round. And I thought, well, the under and over is like one and a half. You know what I mean? He's, supposed to, he's supposed to knock this guy. But no, no, no. He looked at me again. He goes, yeah, but I think the smart money's on the fifth round. And so I looked and I went, uh-oh. So, of course, you go out and you go to the betting window and you say, fifth round knockout Tyson. The guy goes, yeah, nine to one. You know, it was like some yeah. astronomical that both of us going. And sure enough, he goes, but don't worry, I'll let you know. And so I went, yeah. I'll let you know. Right. And he walked out. And if you look at the at the fight footage and, and, and you look at that fight. Now, I'm not saying Mike Tyson laid on it until the fifth round. I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you, he thought the smart money was on yeah, the fifth Yeah, you're round. just saying Mike and bet so, the fifth. So, <laughs> and, so, and, so, and so he walks out, and they go ding, and he looks right at Billy and I, we're in the front row, and he winks. He walks out, they go bop, 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 he dances around a little bit, they, they give, they, you know, he took a look, takes a look up at the clock, 33 seconds, bop, 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 and both is down. And just, just, it, was like, it was like he picked his hands up and said, yeah, night-night, and he laid him out in the fifth. And I made a lot of <laughs> well, you know, I think that's going to get enough press by you saying that again. So I'll withhold my Pete Rose story <laughs> at, at, uh, at what fight was it? Uh, Vinny Pazier? No, it was the uh, uh, it was Ruiz uh, Holyfield fight at Foxwood. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll tell you that one in person. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me that one in person. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Bill Goldberg. Wow. You're the man, Bill. You're the man. Thank you so much for taking the time, Billy. And we'll see you. If I don't talk to you uh, and see you, we will definitely see you at the Jim Kelly, where I will tell the story on air about when Bill Goldberg told me he was going to shave my head for Jim Kelly. <laughs> and I did. And I did. You were so gracious. And I took a little man. Guys. Love you too, bro. God bless you. Thank you. Be good, buddy. And we'll be back right after this break. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. Hey now, and welcome back. How great was that to have the great Bill Goldberg on our, on this show, man? He's uh, he's such a special guy. All world. Yeah, he is all world. All right, so we have a caller, but I believe we also have a prediction. Do you believe? Ice hold is prepared. How's yours? 
quatrains from the great one. What is this? It's time for Nostra Daniel. In the land led by Donald Trump, the fourth quarter shall be their hump. Like Houdini, we focus on illegals. The victory goes to the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's never wrong, Pat. (laughs) The great one has spoken. (laughs) He's never wrong. He's never he's never wrong. He's never wrong, Pat. It's it's a Philadelphia Eagles Sunday. I'm still wondering how you got that Tyson in the fifth right. (laughs) Wink. <laughs> yeah. wink, 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 wink. Yeah, how many calls are you about that? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was, I was just wondering. Swan money's on the fifth. <laughs> Pat, I think uh, the statute of limitations is up. Yeah, it's already gone. We got a caller still? Yeah. What does what he got to say? Let's see what he's got to say real quick. What's his name, Andrew? Andrew, go ahead. Hi, guys. I uh, just want to start off by saying I love your show. It's great. Thank, Thank you. you and, uh, yeah, you're welcome. And I just wanted to say I, I agree with you when it comes to uh, you said you'll probably never see like a boxer try to go in and fight an MMA guy in MMA because, I don't know, about 10 years ago, James Tony, who was a very good boxer, went to try to fight Randy Couture and got destroyed, beat in the first round. It was a joke. So I'm with you on that. I just wanted to see if you guys watch fighting your thoughts on it. Randy, right. Randy, Oklahoma State. Randy, Randy's on speed dial right here. Oh, oh very exciting. I almost fought him in last week on him. <laughs> Yeah, see, I gave that away just now. Thanks for the call, bro. Yeah, MMA guys are way too—they're way too strong for a, a boxer. To come you know, in. I mean, I mean, even if you're not a great skilled fighter, um, you know, most guys who have uh, a, a pretty good experience as far as wrestling is concerned will tell you that even a boxer without MMA and striking him, I'm going to tie a guy up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was how I cheated my way through a lot of guys that probably would have beat my ass when I was, especially guys that were older than me when I was in like ninth grade and some senior kid that was a bull. I just double-legged him, dropped him, and put him in a bar and held him there and went, yeah. are you done? There, by the way, there's nothing worse than a wrestler that can take a punch. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you're gla- glass jaw Jimmy's not going to make it right, right there. But right. a wrestler that can take a punch, that's going to be your problem. Yeah, no question about it. Before we get out of here, you guys want to do a quick uh, round-the-room predictions on uh, tomorrow, Syracuse taking on the number two team in the country? No, it's going to be a massacre. <laughs> you, you know what? Uh, here, here's what I think. Here's what I think. I think that this is... Syracuse football's Clemson game. I think actually we're going to beat Virginia. I think we're going to upset Virginia, and that's going to make it even... Pat just fainted. <laughs> I, I, I think it's going to put us even more... I'll tell you why. Virginia plays a very, plays a very slow, squeezing defense. Um, they can be had uh, because they allow their opponent to stick around. Now, granted, you can look at one thing and one thing only about this. If Syracuse shoots over 40%, they're in the game. If they shoot under 40%, they're done. So we're, we're one of the worst shooting teams in the ACC, and yet most of the games we lost, with the exception of Kansas and one other, did we lose from double digits. So we're in every game. You know, We're definitely in every game. This Virginia team is not the type of team that has you down by 20 and you got to play your way. They let everybody stay within eight, and they win by nine. So... If we can get Brissett to decide that he's going to drive to the basket and occasionally hit a layup, and we get one of those 25-point efforts out of battle, I think we can beat this team, and I think we're going to win the game in the Dome. There was a lot of ifs in there. There was definitely That's a lot true. of ifs. And a, a partridge and a pear tree. <laughs> and if Bullfrogs had wings, they wouldn't bump their butt on the ground. Exactly. So I'm, I'm, very true. Yeah, I'm sitting here looking at this. I can't remember the time of this episode that you actually fell down and hit your head. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> so, I didn't see so, so you're saying Virginia's going to crush them? Crush them. Crush them. Uh, what's the line of the game then, in your opinion? I I would hope that Syracuse could keep it to less than twenty. 
I uh, okay. So what's your line you're giving on the game? What, how many points is Virginia going to win the game by? Twenty. Twenty points. 20 I'll points. take Syracuse plus twenty. You want to bet? Done deal. Okay. Yeah, I don't normally agree with Daniel, but I agree with him a hundred percent. What he I'll just be, said. I'll bet you anything but a Bednar bed jersey. <laughs> no, yeah, anything, yeah. But anything, but anything but Loser that. makes the dinner a hamburger at the barbecue. You agree Done. the same thing, Paul? Yeah. yeah. I'd take that 20 a second. UVA doesn't beat anybody by 20. Right. They, don't beat, they haven't won a game by 20 all year. Pat, thank you for coming in. Wrapping yeah. the week on the great Daniel Baldwin thank show. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles! And I do hope. I really hope his Eagles pull thank it out. Thank you for I not really swearing. Do. Oh, and he completely oh, cursed yes. me. He, he was the whole show. Who won? Take the under. <laughs> Take the under. I came to the show... With 100, 200, <laughs> like 300 bucks looking to spread the wealth around because everyone was betting Pat the was going to behave. No. And, I, and I bet the over hard. I was the book. He did. I was the book going over, over, over. That's great. That's, That's awesome. Great. Pauly, thank you. Pat, thank you. Best of luck to your Eagles. Daniel, of course, thank you. Back. Tuesday. Yeah, we're back on Tuesday. I will not be here on Monday. I'm shooting a movie in Toronto over the weekend. Uh, and also, I will be joining Gomez on the morning show Thursday and Friday Whoa. next week. TK99. Yep. Where Which are you? TK99, baby. And All right. Back with the greatness. Brent X up next. This is ESPN Radio Syracuse.